possibly bleak as this. Hello, all viewers, and welcome back to another episode of Box to Box Podcast. My name is Harrison Hicks, and I'm joined here with Thomas McKeon and Max Bodger. How are you all doing? Hey, baby, hey, baby. Oh. <laughs> it's so hot out. It is hot. It's hot in Chicago. Oh, we just revealed Enough our location. <laughs> We're going to have a ton of fans outside of uh, coming to Chicago now. Yeah, just searching for us. Chicago, box to box. Chicagoans hide great. us, you know. Yeah. Get, send them in the wrong direction. Philippines to O'Hare is just going to be loaded up. <laughs> <laughs> all boxers. Um, all right, shall we? Shall we podcast? Let's potty. I'll pod. I'll pod with you guys. Let's pod. Yeah, we just watched. So we do a little recap. We normally just watch a bunch of highlights right before recording to make sure we're up to snuff. Um, yes. Top of mind. Yeah, let's talk first about Liverpool Tottenham. Uh, Liverpool Tottenham played over the weekend on Saturday and tied one-one with goals from. Uh, Son and Luis Diaz yes. off the deflection. Um, so, for those of you who haven't been paying close attention, um, that puts Liverpool basically three points, or no, it does put them three points yeah. behind um, Man City. So, now it's it has always been in Man City's hands, um, and now it definitely is in their in their hands for them to slip up if Liverpool wants a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess Tom, you said you watched that game. Hey, I watched like guess, I watched like give me your feedback. Feedback. I I think Tottenham is one of the more interesting teams out there to watch because they're not like good. You know, they're not that good of a team overall, except for Harry Kane and Hyungman Son. And now Kulusevski. I apologize. It's texting shame me. On, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on me. But um, for the most part, their team is eh. It's all right. But they come out either on top or um, drawing a lot of the top teams in the Premier League, which is hilarious. But it goes to show how um, how good their counterattacking is and how good they are when they don't have a lot of possession because of Son and Kane and how good they are finishing. I was looking at um, their expected goals for the last five games. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course I was. <laughs> and they haven't beaten a team in expected goals in the last uh, five games. But wow. they've, they've had, um, I think, two win- one or two wins, a couple draws, and only one loss, even though they, they should have lost all of those, essentially, or drawn some of them, <clears throat> which is a testament to how they play. It's just like, we're going to get the ball to Harry Kane and Hingman and they're going to finish it. Yeah, I think they know their system um, because – Tottenham, they're not bad. Like they're, the rest of their team isn't bad, but a lot of their players are kind of bang average. You know, like mm-hmm. Hoybier is not bad, but he's not amazing. Right. Right? He's no mm-hmm. like Thiago. Um, he's not like you know star midfield player. But I think they recognize that, and Conte recognizes that. But he also recognizes that Harry Kane and Hyun Son have probably the best partnership in the Premier League, um, just of two attackers, um, how they play together. Um, and so the fact that they are so good does mean that they can kind of ride on their shoulders and um, get some big results. I guess that game tomorrow, <clears throat> so I guess um, the viewers will know by now, but Tottenham-Arsenal tomorrow was basically Tottenham's 
not last chance, but you know, if they want top four, they got to win tomorrow. Yeah. If Arsenal wins, they're in, right? Champions League guaranteed. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I it also Arsenal. locks in Chelsea. Oh, really? I think they might be locked in. No, Chelsea needs, they need two more points, but I, mm. I don't know if Tottenham loses. I don't know if Tottenham can get there. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe if they draw or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, Liverpool, that tie is like really unfortunate. I feel like City has it locked in now also because of the goal difference. If Even if City slip up. City has plus seven. Yeah, plus seven. So I don't see City losing by like, I don't see City losing, but I also don't see them losing by like three or four to make like a difference. So it's probably City's competition to lose, to lose, to lose. To Leeds. <laughs> to Leeds. Speaking of Leeds, let's just go right into it. Oh, segue. Other end of the Premier League table. Um, that was nice, Harry. Nice segue. Right. You know, we're slowly <laughs> getting better at this, I think. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, actually, at the end of the Leeds game today, there was a. Uh, oh, now I'm going to forget it. The, the commentators had a good. Um, a good whatever, I guess. Words, words. We're podcasters. Exactly. No I, I can't even think of the words now. But he said, Chelsea went from blowing a lead this week to blowing leads away today. <laughs> 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 and then he said, and they mounted to the challenge with oh, a Mason boy, Mount oh first goal. <laughs> it was a just right, writing down. Exactly. He had that queued up for the last yeah. half an hour. Um, but I did think Chelsea played pretty well today. Um, obviously, a big game coming up over the weekend. Um, with the FA Cup final against Liverpool. Um, Chelsea have been a little bit here and there over the past month, month and a half. Um, I think, I, I, in my perspective, I think most of that's coming from the fact that all of the drama outside or off the pitch um, over the past three months, I kind of just feel like it's catching up to them and they haven't really had too much to play for um, over the past couple months. That being said... This weekend, they definitely have something to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll be a good game. I think the fact that Chelsea won today, um, got some goals, was definitely needed mm-hmm. um, with that 3-0 win over Leeds, um, who looked a very poor side today. Um, yeah. And they look... It doesn't look good for them, I guess. No. They look they're to be in slipping. The, they're in the 18th spot now. And, and um, a minus... I think with this game today, a minus like 41 goal differential or something absurd mm. like that. Which not is that's great. awful. Not great. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> two, oh my gosh. Two games with a red card in a row with that one. Luke Ayling over the weekend um, against Arsenal and then... Dan James Dan today. Dan James today, yeah. James so flying in there. If I was Jesse Marsh and my we were in a relegation fight and I had two games back-to-back with a first half red card, I would be furious. Yeah. Because that's just self-inflicted. And that happened at... Everton a couple times too. Um, obviously, Everton, you know, they're still right there in the relegation mix. But yeah, very self-inflicted, very unnecessary tackles. Um, I thought they looked terrible before the red card. Also, like Chelsea mm. uh, swamped them. Yeah, yeah. The first thirty minutes before the the red card, they I think they broke down our press once, and then when they did it, they immediately just turned back and just like pass around their back. And the the Leeds crowd booed them for that. Um, they were very unhappy. I heard more Chelsea chants in the crowd than Leeds. Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Um, so unfortunate for that. And I feel like yeah. I feel bad for Jesse Marsh for um, inheriting this sad team, very sad team. Um, and it's 
they're it's a similar team than when they joined the Premier League, but just a lot of injuries and a lot of just like tired legs, tired legs, and players that haven't achieved their potential in the last couple of years. They look they look just like they're stalling or falling in form. The only bright spot was Rafinha. He always impresses me, he's but on the way out, <laughs> yeah, he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And like when the team knows that's your only good player. Like Chelsea would just suffocate him, and he tried to do it all himself, and you can't do that. And there was times where he could have found a pass, but he chose not to because, like, why would he? Why would he even try to pass it to mm. anyone else? Um, so it was a very sad team. Um, I thought Chelsea looked okay. Um, my issue with Chelsea nowadays is they're very um, kind of predictable in how we go about trying to score goals. We're like we do some triangles with Reese James and Mason Mount on the right. We send it to Alonzo who crosses it in. Um, and we kind of rely on individual brilliance, like that Mason Mount goal. Um, I don't know if I, I think that Mason Mount goal, like, yeah, <clears throat> it was a great strike from him, which it can be that like individual brilliance, but it was like a great team play building up to that with a nice layoff from Reese James. Yeah. You know I, I mean? think, I think the team building, but the team building isn't like tactical, like, trickiness it's pretty basic it's yeah, pretty just fair. like one two three even that like final or that second goal who's got the second goal Pulisic. Pulisic. it was kind of just like us simply breaking down um leads um and it's i don't think it's tuchel's fault right now i think chillwell brings a lot of interesting things when he run, does those inside runs um i think our center mids aren't very um progressive or they're not they don't like attack the box to provide a lot more options in there um so i think that's something we can definitely improve when chillwell comes back and improve in the summer with getting maybe connor galler could it can be in the center mid spot and be a more attacking option just to like create more interesting attacking patterns that isn't just reese james and mason mount trying to kind of like through their very technical ability just like push their way in essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that being said, I think, I think Reese and, which I don't think you were saying, but I think Reese and Mason Mount played very well today. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I liked to see, obviously, Lukaku has had a pretty poor season overall. Um, I got two goals uh, or three goals over his past two games, um, which is good to at least have him on the score sheet. But one thing that I actually really enjoyed out of his performance and what I've seen over the past two games is him being, like, a decent teammate on the pitch. Yeah. Because, like, if you think about the first half of the season, every time he'd throw up his hands, be so furious when the ball didn't go his way. And this time, literally, because I was noticed it, and I started looking, and, like, every time the ball was either played towards him or someone chose not to go to pass him the ball and instead take a shot on or do something else, it was, like, the first thing he did was always put, like, a thumbs up just to be, like, you know, like, I see you, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is, like, the world of difference. And I think he needs to do that. You know, I think he yeah. was, I'm assuming that kind of period away from the team humbled him. And yeah. now he realizes he has to work to be part of this team. Um, they're not going to build it around him. He has to fit in. Right. And I think coming to Chelsea, like, they paid 100 mil for him. I'm sure he felt like, I'm a man. Like, people should be feeding me so I can score. Yeah. And, like, that wasn't happening and he wasn't playing well and... I think it's always good that underperforming players start picking it up towards the end of the year, so they're going into the off season just with some momentum, I guess, um, because you don't want to end the year just like playing badly like the whole time. Um, 
Yeah, so, yeah. It probably helps them. I mean, I have no idea if it's even possible to sell Lukaku um, or if they would, but it helps to at least have him have in some form. Not that I guess his, I mean, his price is still going to plummet regardless, but yeah, um, I think I agree. And I think actually the fans recognize it too. Like I heard them cheering for him. He like appreciated that, you know, waved for them when he scored and whatnot. So um, oh. I think it's, it's good all around for Lukaku. If he's leaving, he's leaving on a good note. And if he's not, um, he's rebuilding some confidence within Chelsea. Um, sticking with Chelsea, I think, I don't know if we really talked about the new ownership of Chelsea. Yeah, I, wa- I, I wanted to talk about this. Um, I don't know, Tom, do you want to start us off with that or what you're... Uh, Matt, well, you, you Todd Bowley? Bowley? I watched the Dodgers. I can, I can give yeah. them well, a no, I, I think my I guess my main point that I'll, I guess... I won't hide behind what I want to say, which I think is pretty funny, is I've seen all this stuff online, like talking about the Chelsea rebuild. Mm-hmm. Like our team is freaking stacked. Yeah, rebuild. Like, <laughs> it's not really like a rebuild. It's just, it's just yeah, buying new yeah, players. Yeah, we're losing players. Like I guess in our defense and Lukaku, you know, those are two big, like a striker and um, defense. We do need some work over the summer because we're having a lot of defenders leave. And if they want to solve this Lukaku problem, um, assuming we'll have to do something about that. Um, but I think it's just funny to be using the word rebuild when we have one of the most like valuable teams on the planet. Yeah. I think um, th- I'm here for it. <laughs> I think it's a, I think so. I like, I like new players. They're, lo- they're losing a lot of players defensively. There's probably going to be some changes up front and like, just like the whole like rebuild, like they're having a new ownership. Like that's right. probably like the whole thing. Um, but I am curious to see like what, Chelsea does like what are their marquee signings this summer obviously they have holes in the defense that they need to do but I don't know I want to see Neymar to Chelsea <laughs> yeah I don't want Neymar, Neymar to Chelsea <laughs> no, I don't no. know if he can like physically play in the Premier League honestly he'd probably like get no, injured I, actually so I obviously I think we've talked a lot about defenders which is and we're losing three defenders with Rudiger, Christensen, and Azpilicueta basically all confirmed now mm-hmm. on their way out. Um, and I think it's kind of funny because I haven't seen any rumors for Chelsea buying any defenders. No, no. Yeah. Um, and I, obviously we've seen a lot of them, a lot of rumors over the past summer for Jules Koundé. Uh, so I assume that's still there somewhere. But yeah. I think it's kind of funny that they're not talking about defenders mm-hmm. at all. I saw Today I saw uh, rumors for Christopher Nkunku and... <laughs> I want in cuckoo. Yeah, I know. And Darwin Nunez. <laughs> Why? I saw. We, I saw. We were, we were leading the race for Darwin Nunez. <laughs> See now. It's, now is the time where like all these like crazy rumors start. Oh, and, like yeah. we can like we can talk about this a little bit, but like all the transfers, all the rumors, like everything starting now during the summer, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I like I, love this time. I, so I know if we talk about those two players quick, I think Nkunku much more than Nunez. Um, I think they both have scored so many goals this year. Mm-hmm. I say that I prefer Nkunku because, well, first off, he kind of came through the same system playing in Germany as Kai and Timo, so, and Pulisic even, so maybe that would help him um, you know, fit in with them. But I think more importantly, he has a little bit more of an established career than um, Darwin Nunez, and not that Darwin Nunez isn't spectacular, but... Um, I would like to see Chelsea buy someone a little bit more established yeah. um, if we're trying to fix a problem. Yeah. You know, if, we're, if we're trying to add to 
uh, this is, I guess, assuming that we're going to sell a couple wingers, um, which we talked about. On, uh, Quick questions on Box to Box YouTube. That's oh, a nice, big plug. Nice plug, nice plug. Um, Throw it up on the screen. Throw yeah, so I think, I think that'd be good because, you know, assuming we're going to sell a couple of those guys, I want someone a little bit more established. And I guess that, I mean, either one of them would be great, basically is what I'm saying. But I think Nkunku would be perfect for that, like, floating... 10 he can play center mid even yeah. deeper so i think he would be a pretty good yeah that would be a great marquee signing but i want him at Bayern munich <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know that probably won't That'd happen cool. Simon, any any flashy rumors any marquees oh i don't know no i don't really follow the the rumor mill the as much um but like i i feel like chelsea they still have a financial fair play problem like we were supposed to like Make ninety million. I have not heard any the- word of that online. <laughs> yeah, no one talks about it. I'm the only sensible person here. We gotta, we gotta build for the future. We need our finances in shape. The books. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's players. like, we're gonna get Darwin Nunez. We're gonna screw the Holland to City deal. We're getting Holland as well, and we're getting <laughs> yeah. Cuckoo, and that's what that's coming our summer. No, I feel like I think unless there's some crazy accounting that Chelsea's gonna do. Um, and I'm just like completely wrong. I think we have to sell like a decent amount of players and be relatively frugal this at least for this summer. And then the next will like reach that three three year um, financial fair play mark, and then we can kind of build in the future. Um, and I'm worried that Todd Bowley doesn't understand that, <laughs> or like the Chelsea board doesn't understand that, or. <clears throat> Um, they don't care and they'll take the like sanctions because usually the I'm not sure how strong UEFA's um, financial fair play sanctions actually are um, they have like a couple of rules where they can get to the point where they can um, prevent them from actually playing in the Champions League um, but that's like down a couple levels the war- we'll the, wait a the, year yeah. wait, wait, well, like the, the specific player the team the team like if mm. we if we go if we break the rules by a shit I like, ton, I was like, and Cuckoo can't play this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, if they, if he has to sit on yeah. the side, if we are like, it's like players you buy that summer can't play or, um, a fine or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm curious to see if we actually fail to or reach that point, And if we do what UEFA would do about it, um, we'll, we'll pull some backdoor action. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but, Back to Todd Bowley, uh, I think that's a, it's good. It's overall, that was like who I was pulling for. Um, for you non-American um, viewers, he owns the... Tom, our three I don't, viewers I don't are our moms. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's someone in Singapore okay, bringing yeah. us into that. The top 200 soccer podcasts in Singapore. Thank you. I don't know. How, it's too I, don't, I don't know any Singapore <laughs> names, so I can't even say uh, a generic name. Anyway, he owns the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are one of the best-run organizations in the MLB. Um, they are one of the richest, but also um, rich teams doesn't necessarily mean they are the best team. And <laughs> Manchester United. Yes, we all know. Oh, yeah. Both. <laughs> um, we were both ready. You guys are. City are decent. City are decent. Um, Dodgers have essentially be- built a dynasty that they're going to be good for another three years and it's built on a combination of analytics and uh, scouting um so i like bully he's willing to invest in the team as well um the rickets the cubs owners we're also in the race and they are 
known here in Chicago as very stingy, um, not willing to invest in the team, really just like there for the profit, and then go out and try to buy um, a soccer team after saying that they're struggling, little assholes. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think it's good. Yeah, I think either way, over the next, you know, whether they buy people this summer or not, I think it's good. Also, because it seems like they're backing Tuchel, which I think is good and hopefully mm-hmm. excites him as well to see that he's part of this project um, and we'll get backing. And I think, I mean, I think potentially he will break the cycle too. You know, without Abramovich, it's, we don't know how Burley's going to be or Bowley's going to be with firing managers or managers and whatnot. Yeah, but Abramovich was the one who kind of was, you know, if you're slipping, you're gone. We're hiring someone else. Like constant, constant wins. We need that. Um, That's interesting. I'm interested to see if Bully kind of has a different strategy, which I assume he will just because that hire and fire is a little bit of an anomaly. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, so Tuchel could be there theoretically, you know, for finish out his, I don't know how long, how long his contract is, but for five years or something, you know, which I would, honestly, I would love to see. Um, I would like to have, you know, we see Liverpool and Man City I think Jurgen Klopp is now the has the longest tenure in the Premier League, um, and it's obviously working for them. Um, similar similarly with Pep, so um, that's a strategy I can back or I would back. Yeah, yes, that's that's interesting <laughs> that like um, like how hands on Abramovich was because there are also a lot of owners that are very like hands off. Like you hire people to do a job, you know, and a lot of owners are like, yeah, I'm the owner, but like. There are professionals, professional scouts, your sporting director, like all these people, like they'll make the decision on like the coaching and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see like how hands on he is with the actual like day to day like operations, I guess. Um, But like he also has other responsibilities like the Dodgers and I'm sure he's doing like a lot of other things, too. So that'll be interesting. General businessman activities. Yeah. Scrub hub. (laughs) Grub, is, is he Grubhub? He's a Grubhub driver. Oh, I no, thought it was. That a, yeah, that's a side I hustle. I thought I, I was like, did he? <laughs> he was the founder behind Grubhub. No, no, no just some extra cash. Yeah. Um, all right, Tom. I heard you mention a certain Erling Holland in there mm. somewhere. Um, this okay. So huge signing, right? Yeah, pretty big. Yeah. Erling Holland has been touted and as one of the biggest signings of the past couple of years. Is one of the biggest strikers and talents in world football mm-hmm. um, yes. and he is going from Dortmund to Man City um, five-year contract it'll be interesting I think I don't it, it'll be I don't know because I'm like off the bat obviously he's a phenomenal striker um, has crazy goals um, but on the other hand He's a very like out and out striker, and Pep hasn't played with a striker for the past two years, basically. Um, that's not yeah. their system at all. Their system is very different than Dortmund, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And that being said, I have no doubt that he will succeed, but I also wonder if it's going to take a little bit or if it's going to happen right away. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see. It's going to happen right away, I think. Yeah, I, I, think it's Max- the per- I think it's the perfect place for him because the way City plays is attacking football even though they haven't played with a striker the way they play is looking for the extra pass and they just haven't had a striker and like now holland's the striker they're going to be looking for holland in the middle i think it's perfect 
And like Holland has like prepared for this, like, like his whole life. I think the bargain that they got, I think it ended up being like 60 mil or 63 mil. And it was rumored to be like 75 mil. His value is like upwards of 200 million. So Holland could choose pretty much wherever he wanted. Madrid, City, those were the big ones. Um, and I think this is like massive for City. Like this is like... It's him Him and Mbappe are like... When I think of the next 10 years, who are going to be the next best players, like he's one of the two. And he so. has to play Fulham now, now that they've been promoted. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> tough for him. Tough for him. Is that what you're thinking about this entire time? No, all these right. all these rumors, you know, Holland's got to play Fulham. He's got to play <laughs> Anthony Robinson. Oh, God. <laughs> Will not end well. Um, and he's yeah. making a ton of money, too. Well, that's true. I mean, I guess I've talked about I think 24 mil a year. Same as De Bruyne. They didn't want to put him over De Bruyne, which is understandable. Like the new guy coming yeah. in, like he's 21 years old. Scored four goals today and did the Cele- Holland celebration. Celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holland's he's, really big into yoga. De Bruyne scored all four? Yeah. Four of the five. Hat trick in 24 Sterling minutes. scored the other one. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, hmm? so they're, they're cruising basically. City's cruising and then just bought the best striker in the world or. Um, yeah, if you don't win the Champions League, you just go out. If you buy buy Grealish, don't don't win. Just buy Holland. Who's next here? I think obviously, like I don't, I'm not doubting Holland, but I, I am saying it will be interesting because a lot of these big moves that we've seen recently, we've seen Messi go to PSG, we've seen Grealish go to uh, Man City, we've seen Lukaku go to Chelsea, and none of those have really played out to what we thought they would, and I like. And so I guess I'm just interested to see. I'm interested to see if it does click right away for Holland, um, mm. which I'm kind of thinking it will just based on how he's been playing in Germany. Um, but I'm interested to see if, if it is that much different than Grealish and Lukaku and Messi. Um, and I'll, obviously there's some details in all of those situations that make them different. But yeah. um, it'll be, I, I, I'm interested to see. Max, do you know how Dortmund attacks? And is it, if it's like, similar anyway like does, just holland. Does, does holland does does he like ever c- come out wide does he or is it just more direct holland could do like some playmaking he's a i think he's a really good passer yeah, honestly yeah. which fits perfectly with city um and basically what they like to do a lot of times is holland drops in takes a pass and then he just runs he literally just runs and like marco royce or someone tries to play like a through ball to him right. and it's just like yeah. Very attacking. When you have De Bruyne making those passes too, that's pretty lethal. Yeah. It's lethal. I think it's going to be a different style. Like that reminds me more of a Real or like a Liverpool, a lot more direct, and Man City likes to hold up. But also, I feel like he has a lot of like off the ball run skills that he can just like just wait for De Bruyne to whip a pass in and then get away from his defender and be there. Right. I can, I can imagine, I can just picture just, just like, Anthony just Robinson like, is in. Um, yeah. <laughs> De Bruyne waiting on the edge of the box and then waiting for Holland to just like make a move and then the ball is like shot in and it's a header goal I could see like hundreds of goals like that <laughs> I know as a Chelsea fan I'm not too excited but at the same crazy. time bring it on well bring the same on. day today bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> today um, Dortmund side uh, Adeyemi right away it, yeah. which is incredible signing for them too like Dude, they just get, a machine. They literally just get these young players, like they're like the second stepping stone 
Also from like Salzburg. Salzburg pumps out. Salzburg's like the feeder to, to Dortmund, Dortmund and yeah. Dortmund's the feeder to all these like major, major clubs, basically. But Dude, I he's so good too. Well, yeah, Dortmund, like think about those past couple of years of the the players they've fed into these big teams with Dembele, Pulisic, Holland, Jaden Sancho, Aubameyang, like Kagawa, Mkhitaryan, Gundogan. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Götze, Hummels, <laughs> like Lila. oh yeah, Rudiger confirmed to Madrid now, official. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Big. Oh, big stuff. It's all right. We'll get, we'll get by. Um, big. Yeah. So, so Holland, he's gonna be there. Hmm. But I mean, I'm kind of excited. It'll be fun to see him, to watch him play more consistently. Yeah. Just like as, a, you know, as a Chelsea fan, yeah, a little daunting. But as just like a football fan in general, I'm kind of excited to see him play. I'm excited to yeah. see what he can do at Man City. Um, I'm excited to see if they get any farther in the Champions League or if there's another choke. And if there is, I think some serious questions who's need to be asked. Ne- no, no, who's who's their next signing? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, that's the they same. Go, they, they, have get more. they have to go yeah. Mbappe. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think, honestly, I do think that if they don't win it with him, that's like, so, Pep will have some serious questions to answer. Because mm. um, that's yeah. kind of absurd. Because Pe- Pep has managed only three teams, Barcelona, Bayern, and City, Yeah. right? And he... Won it with Barcelona, which is arguably like the best team of all time, and like he didn't do it with Bayern, and he might not do it with City if they don't do it next year. Like he might get fired. (laughs) He might get fired. Like yeah, he would have to. How much? How much money can you like spend? And like it's difficult. It's difficult. But yeah, yeah. interesting. Um. Okay. Well, I have some other transfer rumors I've been seeing. Let's do it. On the internet. On the mill? On the, on the mill. Because, Tommy, you don't listen. Around. I we'll, don't we'll listen. This, these this is a very surprising thing. We'll time. throw these out to you. Yeah, Tom. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> From like a week last, ago. Like, four yeah. months. Did you hear Lewandowski to the fire? Lewa <laughs> 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 to the fire this no, year. No, actually. no. No, no, no. Okay, well, the first one that I was talking the about. The fire like the worst team in the... They're not like the worst, Their but... Their goalkeeper's I, I, pretty good, apparently. <laughs> like, actually, like he's like 18 or 19, and he's like... Very Did you good. know Sam Kerr, who plays on Chelsea, was from the Chicago Red Stars? I didn't know. That's cool. That is cool. Huh. Yeah. Look at us. Huh. Okay. Is she American? Uh, I don't know. She Before that, she played in Australia. Maybe she's Australian. I don't know where she's from, actually, but she's kind of a beast. Okay. Well, this is what I've been seeing. Back to it. Yes. Hit me, guys. I'll start off with... No, this is actually... You've probably seen this one. I think yeah. I texted you about it. Um, with... Philippe Coutinho going to Aston Villa for 21 million euros. Is that a rumor? I thought it was that's confirmed. Like confirmed. Yeah. confirmed. So that's yeah. not as much of a rumor. That's just a signing that's happened. Um, this is one I, I thoroughly disagreed with Harry. <laughs> I know. And I, well, that's why I'm bringing it up first because yeah. I am saying, yes, I was right. It's a bargain. I think it's a good signing. Um, for Villa, that's huge. They sell Grealish for 100 mil mm-hmm. and get... Not an exact replica, but like a very similar player player of a very similar skill level for a fifth of the price. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good business. Yeah. Um, so One time. Um, this One is time. when I, this is when you say I was right. He's making over twice the mu- as much money. <laughs> the number. I'm, I'm bringing up the number. He's making over twice as much money as the <clears throat> second highest much, paid player. How He's much ma- was Grealish making? 
I, I'm curious to see what Grealish's contract was at Villa. Okay, let me give me give me a few <laughs> minutes. I'll be over here. Yeah. That, that, right now, Coutinho's making um, 350k a week. That's absurd. Which is twi- over twice as much as Dinia, who's making 160k a week, which is their second highest. That's also huge. Which is big for Dinia. But yeah. that's that's my issue with the transfer is it's more than the the fee. It's you're you're paying Coutinho a crazy amount of money when you could give the like. Villa has a lot of players in those positions. Who else do they have? Um, Some, I think, but also like Coutinho. Bendia. Okay, you can go. <laughs> Coutinho is like one of the best playmakers in the world. Yeah, he's a great player. So to get him on your team, like, yes, it's a huge fee or like a huge wage bill, but the fee is an absolute bargain. Yeah. And I think the fact, like, yes, they sold Grealish and it's not like they're, you know, obviously they're still spending a lot of money. But I think that's a huge replacement. I think Villa want to be, they want to grow their team. I think I saw they haven't finished in the like top ten in the Premier League, in something like eleven years or something like that, or maybe even more. So they want to grow their team. They got to spend money. Um, and yes, Coutinho, yes, there are other options that could be a little bit more creative. But I think seeing Coutinho there and his connection with Gerard and his connection to the Premier League, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a pretty good deal. Even if they do have to spend for it, but I think the reality is you kind of have to spend for. Talent. So I will let you look at yeah. see if you can find Grealish's. Yeah, I'll find it. I, w- I will say that um, his contract is up at the end of the year, so they that might they might knock it down. Yeah, they'll probably knock it down. Yeah. And yeah. but it's a good deal only if they build around him because I feel like you can't just have him on a shitty team, and then you're just like paying him right. money for no reason. That's my thing. Like I don't know how old he is. He's maybe like 30, 31. But obviously he makes the team better, but. Him being on the team, like what places, how much further up on the table are they going to get? Yeah, because he's 20, 29. Well, that's, I mean, honestly, I don't know. And I think, you have, but they want to just get European football, which is, I guess, now you got four for Champions League, two for Europa. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of places and one for the Conference League. So there's a lot of places that you could fall and get European football. So I think they see Coutinho as a player who should be playing in Europe. So that's, like one down basically. Um, and I think, yes, it's not, we don't know how much higher they can get with Coutinho, but they have to have like aspirations. They have to work towards yeah. something. And so the work would be to work towards European football and get um, get up there. And so they, ha- they got to start somewhere. And so, yes, it doesn't work with only one player, but again, you got to start somewhere. Um, and I think there's so many of those players like in the middle with, like Villa, Wolves, Southampton, Brighton, Crystal Palace, like all these teams that are just kind of like there. Yeah. And so if Villa want to get out of that cycle, they got to spend some money. Um, and Coutinho is a pretty good start, I think. I guess, you know, they want to set themselves apart from the pack. They want to grow their team, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think the transfer is great. Like transfer fee, at least. Um, I mean, it's bad for Barcelona, but they also get him off their books, like officially. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is big for and them. I have Dembele now, who's apparently playing well. Yeah, but he might. But he might leave too. He might leave too. And the thing about Dembele is like, I don't know the stats on this, but he is like leading in like assists, even though he's like missed seventeen games for them. And the assist is great, but like, at the end of the day, I, mean, I want need someone else. I want like a consistent player that's yeah. not hurt for seventeen games, even though he he is assisting and he's contributing to the team when he's on the field. Yeah. When he if he's not on the field, he's obviously not going to be able to contribute. So it really doesn't matter how good you are if you're not playing. 
in my opinion. And he's hurt all the time. So, yeah, but Obama, Obama wants Dembele to stay. I'm interested to see what Dembele wants, honestly. Because um, I have no idea. I haven't heard, like seen anything that he said or whatnot. But obviously he had... PSG, maybe? Seemingly a big fallout with Barcelona in general that Xavi is somewhat restored. So I'm interested to see if they do resign him. I think that's an interesting question. Because Aubameyang probably wants him to stay because he fits um, how they're playing right now. Like Aubameyang is scoring some... like Dembele runs down the wing and whips and crosses versus old Barcelona. Those wingers would play more inverted with the... Um, now really old Alba and Alaba um, wingbacks just like flying up the sides. Um, so it's interesting to see if they'll replace the the fullbacks for more quick players for the, to go back to more classic Barcelona side or keep Dembele, keep the players they have, keep yeah. like Pedri and Frankie de Jong as those attackers, as the, the two players that get forward and the five. Um, yeah. We'll see. Well, Tommy, you might not have heard this, but Frankie de Jong might also be leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing. (laughs) Frankie, and this one makes probably the most sense, but to United, he can pair up with Van de Beek and Eric Ten Hag is the coach. Yeah. That's like, that's honestly perfect. And I think ESPN posted something today. today. They were like, it was a quote of Frankie de Jong in March saying, like, I love it here at Barcelona. I'll sign a six-year contract today if they, like, want me to. And now it's, like, the opposite. Let's see. It's, like, literally the it opposite. Is, it, like, he, his team is in flux and Man United's in flux. Like, if, if they get de Jong, they're going to – like, he doesn't fit into their 4-2-3-1 at all right now. Like, maybe – Into Barcelona? Into Man United's. Okay. He, he fits into – like Xavi's Barcelona right now because he's kind of a center mid that gets forward. But is he going to be a, in the double pivot at Man United or that? That could t- no. completely change. So I think, so I think, yeah. I think they'll build around him. Uh, yeah, I think Ten Hag is going to completely change it to like a, a like, four three three. They're going to probably get rid of Pogba, Matic, Mata. Yeah, and I don't know what's going to happen to McTominay and Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, Cavani and Ronaldo and, might go. Yeah. So I think I, basically, I think if they get De Jong. They'll build around him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that'll work. Go for it. I was just going to say, any good manager, I feel like, should build around the players they have, not a, around, like, the way they want to play, I guess. So, like, if you have great players, you should play to their strengths, in my opinion. But if you don't have great players, like United, then you <laughs> yeah. sell them all and buy a whole new team. And yeah. Buy- I think if you're a new manager and you don't have the kind of financial backing like United, you're forced to kind of... Because, like, tactics are just how you set up your team. It's still 11 on 11. Um, so you, if you have a team, you should, like, create tactics to for, fit, the like, the roles and the skill set of your players. But if you have Manchester United's money and you want to revamp the team that hasn't won the Premier League in, what, like, fifth, 10, 15 years at this point? United? Maybe? No, they won, like... Five or six years ago, I think. Really? Or maybe not. Like I think, seven like, or I think like it wasn't 10 that years. long. It wasn't in the two thousands, maybe. No, it was earlier. It was more recent than I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But like they haven't, they haven't been good. And like, should I look it up? <laughs> check that. Check that. Okay. Um, Fact check. They haven't been good in forever. Um, I think this is a time where a coach like Ten Hag, who is known for his tactical ingenuity at Ajax, yeah, can have I mean, the power to do that. Yeah, 2012, 2013. We think about so I guess it's about ten, 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you think about Tuchel coming in halfway through the season, he's forced to not buy players and forced to like make do with what he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and he won the Champions League, which is, I think, why that kind of shot him to the top as like one of the best managers in the world. Told me tactics. Um, yeah. So I think if Ten Hag, Ten Hag basically doesn't have to do that. He can, with the way United's been going, with how they're talking in the media, how they're talking behind, seemingly behind uh, or in the United office, he kind of has a, like a, he can do whatever he wants, basically. Mm-hmm. It's kind of his, they're willing to sell a bunch of players with what Ragnick has seen, um, with their results. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of has a clean sweep. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. I think that's where a lot of money will be spent over the summer. Um, I want to speak to you about Byron because I've seen some crazy Dude, stuff. Dude, I'm well, so happy. I, I, don't, I don't normally see Byron involved in like all these rumors, but I've seen over like the past two days, I've seen Sadio Mane, Maserawi, Stefan Leimer. Is that, or yeah, Conrad Leimer, Leimer. Yeah, Conrad Leimer. Uh, Graven Birch and Paul Pogba. I haven't heard the Pogba one. <laughs> I think the Pogba, Pogba one's like just like that. a rumor. I saw that. I was rumor. like, what the hell? Masrawi is confirmed, confirmed today, yeah. which is is he a right back? Yeah, which is perfect because they I have a right back. We haven't had a right back since like Philip Lom, honestly. <laughs> like Pavard has said time and time again, he wants to play center back. He, Pavard is a center back player. He plays right back for Byron, and he plays right back for. France and he's not a right back. Like he's he's not well, a right maybe back. Maybe he is. Like, maybe and at like, this point he has to accept. It, yeah, I, I guess. But Masrawi is so good, and it's on a free, and he can go forward like crazy. Like him and Ziyech when they were playing like together, unbelievable on the right side. So I think for Bayern, that's so good. Do you guys disagree? No, no, was, I'm messing with the. Oh, <laughs> and then um, and Gravenberch I think is. Almost confirmed. They've been agreed, according to Fabrizio, they've been agreed on personal terms since March, but it's just like the fee. I think Byron wants to spend like 20, 25 mil, and Ajax wants like 35 mil. So, but I think that'll end up happening too. We could see like Toliso leave, most likely. Um, Pogba, I don't know. Um, I think Limer's a weird one after, after Sabitzer. How that hasn't really worked out. I feel like it's kind of weird to go by the same player. Yeah. Limer, and I know the sporting director at Bayern, he said, like, we don't comment on players that are, like, not under contract. Um, but I think Sabitzer is going to stay one more year, and I don't know. I wouldn't want Limer. It, it like. just seems weird since mm-hmm. he's from Leipzig too, right? Yeah. So And they yeah. play, like, basically the same position. Yeah. And, like, um, they're both very good or – Sabbaths are more so at Leipzig, but they basically play the same position and kind of have the same output. Yeah. So it seems I, weird to just kind of double, like... I think we have other needs yeah. at this point. Like, Well, that's what I was... It's striker, all center mids that I've seen. It's all center mids, but like also, like we don't have anyone else besides Goretzka and Kimmich, really. Like, Sabitzer, Muziala has been playing center mid, but he's really like a winger or a camp. Yeah. That would make sense. That's why I think Gravenberch would be really good. Yeah, I think he'd um, be great. Or Pogba. Pogba, but like Pogba's like 33 now. Like, what do we need Pogba for? Well, I mean, I don't know if like age matters too much with what Byron are looking for. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if Pogba's fine with coming off the bench, I mean, he's been coming off the bench, I guess. I mean, but Yeah, I mean, they could probably put him on a three-year contract and be totally fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they've done that. We've done it with loan players before, but we've seen them sign older players who are a little bit out of form with... 
um, Vidal and James and yeah. Perisic. I think I think we could see Bayern get another center back and then striker. Like if Leva leaves to Barcelona, which it sounds like he wants to. I have not seen that. Like Leva to Barca? No. That's like constantly. <laughs> different mill. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, yeah, no, this is like a constant thing. Like Leva to Barca, like I think it's like he wants to go to Barcelona. And Barcelona want him too. How many, how many strikers have they signed in the past year? <laughs> I know. Like they had Memphis Aubameyang, last Depay. year, Aubameyang, I mean Torres, like uh, on the right, but like I can't figure out what Barcelona's plan is up top because they have so many different attacking style players that play completely differently, honestly. And now Ansu Fati's back and too. None of them play like Barca football, basically. No. Um but I kind of want to see Lewandowski leave. His contract's up next year, and I think if he leaves, it'll probably be only for like 40 or 50 million, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah. So he's 34. Um, How many, does he have a couple years on his contract still? Just one. Yeah. So like they would sell him, they would have to I mean, sell him now. Maybe like 30 million, 40 million. But yeah. Bayern doesn't want to do that because there's no one that they can sign and like as a pure striker. I mean, Sadio Mane was like the interesting one. And because like Liverpool's focus right now is like on Mohamed Salah. Like how are, are we going to sign like Mohamed Salah? But Mane's contract's up too and no one's talking about it. And Mane, Mane's agent. summer? I think they're both up to summer. Oh my gosh. And check that, Tommy. But <laughs> check that, check that, check that, check. Um, but Mane's agent met with like Byron's sporting director like a couple weeks ago. So... That would be an interesting one just because Gnabry... Mane would fit better than Salah. Because he can I, play down the middle. I think Salah should go to Madrid. Yeah. I've been saying this. Like, Madrid has no one on the right. Mbappe. Like, Val- Valverde. Yeah, but... Yeah, Mbappe was in Madrid again. I saw Well, yeah, I, I mean, he's, been, I mean, he's kind of the right mid to be seeing. Yeah, him. but I never see him Mbappe play on, right. play on the right. It's only striker. Yeah, well, he can't. I mean, I guess since they have... Vinny on the left... And right. then Valverde plays on the right, but when, and they have when he on top, plays, so they would put, I like it would make sense for him to go on the right on position. The right, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he which he can do, and then yeah. you know as Benzema gets a little older and stops playing consistently, he would just slide, He'll slide over. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a big one. And then Gabriel Jesus to Arsenal. I like that. That's a lot. that's a big one that I've been thinking about. Um, because he has to leave. Like, I Are, I want Bayern to look into Gabriel Jesus. That would be an interesting one. And they looked at him for a long time to be like the backup to Lewandowski. And then we got Chupa Moting. The Arsenal is linked with like every striker every all, every summer. Like, yeah, because Lacazette. Lacazette isn't that bad though. He just doesn't score goals. He kind of like He's creates a lot too. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they need like a... Gabby Jesus like, would be To good. cap off that team. Niketia? Yeah, Niketia's that's pretty good because he's out of contract. Oh, he Niketia's? is? Yeah. Mane and um, Salah have one year left after this year, mm. but they're probably so they just, they're talking a, because, like, yeah. why they haven't they had their contract yet? Like, getting to the one year mark is like a sign that you might not get re-signed. You know, like, I got the deal you want. Yeah. yeah. Well, because there's so much pressure then from outside teams, and then it's just like it gets like messy during the year too. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. am I going to well, be here? Am I not going to be here? Declan Rice just got offered an eight year contract, two hundred k a week. Which is absurd. From, from, oh For reference, gosh. Mason Mount makes sixty k a week. Yeah, he makes sixty k a week. That's like his like rookie contract. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But like two hundred k for like a twenty 
22 or 23 year old how old Declan Rice is. Pretty crazy. Eight years. That's absurd. That's insane. I mean, they, like that's like Mr. West Ham. Like if he's if he accepts it, you know. That's crazy, but it's also like eight year contract. Um, that's like locks you in at 200k, yeah. which isn't amazing, but that's like pretty high level for all that. That just secures you money. So. Yeah, it's not like an incredible contract because it locks you in, but it, it's a preference thing. It though. secures like money for the rest of the rest of your career. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of a choice of where he sees his aspirations. If he sees himself yeah. as a West Ham player forever, or if he sees himself wanting to win the Premier League or the Champions League, mm-hmm. which he's not going to do at West Ham realistically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's more of like a career choice of what he wants his career to look like. Yeah. Well, Moyes has said that he's not for sale, and if he is for sale, it's 150 million. <laughs> so like, that's a that's a statement that yeah, they English want tax. Him. No, that's I mean I also tax. think that's just like a tactic to say like, yeah, piss off. Like yeah, basically yeah. piss off. Like we, he's our player. Like he's not <clears throat> leaving, and yeah. we're gonna try to lock him down if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were to actually sell him, they're not gonna get 150 million yeah. for him. That's what Tottenham did with City with Harry Kane. They were yeah. like 150 mil for Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. and City was like no. She was like, maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, they were. So he was like, oh, maybe, actually. Oh, kind of decent price. Um, did you see the, there were like these memes with like, because Rudiger's going to Madrid now, and they play Liverpool this weekend. And they were like, <laughs> Rudiger, like, do it, like, injure Salah. Oh they were like, do it again, do it for Madrid. Oh, almost, yeah. <laughs> The Madrid um, faithful are lining up to cheer on Rudiger. That's crazy. Yeah. That game's coming up. Um, <laughs> Did you guys watch the Inter Coppa Italia? Inter versus I watched, Juve? Like the, I watched the important we, part. I watched like the second half and then yeah, the overtime. We watched the highlights together we watched, right yeah. before this. But, um, yeah, you're like, we haven't had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, did you guys watch this? <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Like, no, this, is, ago. this is pretty cool. Um, Inter win Coppa Italia, ending their 11-year drought. And then last year, they won the Serie A, which ended their 11-year drought of oh. winning the Serie A, which is pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Um, Taking it from Juve. Yeah. So, how yeah. would you rebuild Juve? I feel like like Chiellini just actually said he's like leaving. It's like he's, he's going done. to MLS. Yeah, MLS. Hell yeah, I'll go see Inter, Inter uh, Miami Chiellini game. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, they have to get rid of Allegri. Yeah, because they need some new ideas. Uh, they got rid of Pirlo. They, who was well, Pirlo? Them? Like uh, Pirlo was an odd choice to be. Pirlo was too young to take that job. Yeah, and like I, I, wrong. Wrong. I think. Uh, yeah, well, I think Allegri. They tried to rebuild what they have, and that's not working either. So I think they need to like cut their loss basically and try to start a new project, mm-hmm. more modern club. Yeah, that's yeah. more of a rebuild than Chelsea. <laughs> like that's like oh, well, Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea like, is like a faux rebuild. They, I think. Oh my there's like so many problems with the UVA. I actually they, don't they, even know. I where think to they start. literally they need like a new they need like a like a facelift basically. Like they need to kind of reestablish themselves. Yeah. And they have to take a couple of years to do that. I think. I mean, I think that's just kind of the state of their club. Yeah. Uh, and their like talent. A, they're playing a four four two. Who plays a four four two now? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't like a defensive side. Yeah. And Allegri was great with UVA. But. They've grown out of him, or he's, you know, it's, yeah. I think it's time the, to the game cut has your grown out of right, yeah, of Allegri, yeah. Um, so I think they got to do that because you see what Inzaghi's doing at Inter, um, and not that you know, I think Inter has a better team than um, Juve do, but it's kind of come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, and it's not like Inter have individually 
these like crazy players, but they put them together and they make a really good team, which is what team, Juve like, don't do. All, Juve all have a lot of good players. Juve do have a lot of good players, mm-hmm. um, but there's no result or like yeah. convincing output. I wonder what Juve's like academy is like. Are there like a lot of like young players coming out of Juve, like getting playing time? I have no they all like, come from Sampdoria. Like they all, yeah, they all <laughs> like Sampdoria, Fiorentina, Empoli, like. That's all these like smaller teams, which I guess you could say like Bayern does the same thing, but like Bayern has a lot of like academy players like Kimmich, Muller, Alaba. Alaba's not there anymore, but like we also buy combo, a lot yeah. of players, you know, Muziala. Like you need to have a combo, and I think that needs to like start very early because what Xavi's doing with Barcelona, like these are all like young academy players, you know, Gavi, Pedri, um, and you have to have a mix because you can't just feel the team of 18 year olds because they're not going to play well. But if they can have more established players like Vlavic, I think is a great pickup and I think he's an incredible striker. He can be incredible, but then they need to build like the rest of the team. Like Dybala, you were saying, it's like, they have to cut him out. I think, yeah, Dybala. Yeah. But I think it's the bigger problem is their midfield. And it's weird that they sell, Kulishevsky and Bentancur, who are now playing so well at Tottenham. Yeah, exactly. It's just a little strange. And I think uh, maybe they didn't work with Allegri and they didn't work with the system. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think they need to, like, kind of... They need to take a, a lemon head and the, get some zing in them. The the rumor for <laughs> that... <laughs> the rumor for that one, though, Christian Pulisic to Juve, I think could be good. Like, very good for them. Because... He, I don't know. Pulley's only like 23, 23 or 24. He's a young player and he's not getting like consistent playing time at Chelsea. So like, I think he would be a starter at Juve, honestly, for what they have right now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we talked about this. Last. I think the best thing they could do is get Jorginho who like maybe is not the most exciting player, but I think it at least gives them some like something to build on or build around structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah structure. Well, I mean, probably what they need if, I guess that's what I keep saying is that they need to get rid of Allegri. So probably what they first need to do is figure out if they're going to get rid of Allegri and get someone else, which I don't really know if that's feasible or what they will do or not. But interesting because now would have the best way to help them out. Now would have been like the perfect time to get Pirlo to coach, you know, like if they commit themselves to like, okay, we're not going to be competing for a What other coaches are out there? Zidane? No. Pochettino? Poch? Maybe. I don't know. Poch could be actually. That's not bad. That could be. I kind of like that. I don't know. I don't know where Zidane would go. Zidane keeps being rumored to PSG. I thought at least. Mm. Um, which makes sense. I mean, he's kind yeah. of a player's coach. But Poch isn't really, um, and I don't think that's what Juve need either. I mean, Juve are like a pretty. I feel have, like they're they traditional. Have, they have club. tactics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Juve is like the the biggest thing about Juve is like. They're so they're no they've always been known for like their defense tactics, and I, I feel like that's like Italians just in general like the, that's how Italy the, plays. The defense is very Italian, but which well, Delict might not leave too. Poch can be yeah. good at that too, though. I mean, you think about like yes, he plays known for his wingbacks, but that's kind of a reinvented defense. You know, that's kind of could be the reinvented Juve. Um, and Juve need to be okay, like. You can't be like, okay, we'll try this out. Like, they need to be fully committed to trying new things, like, fully committed to, like, a rebuild. 
you know, because it might only take a year. Like Barcelona is like from where they started this year to where they're at now, yeah, it's much true. more promising. Like it's much more promising. They're going into next year with so much more confidence and I'm sure they feel like they can compete again for La Liga. And it only took half a year. Six months, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for next year. Because I feel like... I know, me too. I love I like, holding up. Yeah, I like when there's a lot of changes, especially like I, as much as I hate Manchester United. It's at, at this point I don't even hate them anymore. It's just like kind of sad to like watch them. <laughs> you it's can like, still hate uh, them. Dude, I, feel, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't care that they're losing. I feel bad for their fans, honestly. Right. To watch your club just like not fight at all and mm-hmm. have no spirit is like so disheartening. Yeah, really disheartening. But I'm excited to like see how these clubs bounce back with these new players, yeah. and I like I like just like seeing players move around and coaches move around and see what they can do in each situation. We get to watch manager mode. IRL. IRL. It's it's crazy, man. Oh my gosh. No more FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> no more FIFA. It's no like more it's EA so Sports FIFA. FC. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's ugly. Um, I'm no. switching to Pez. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pez is no longer either. This really? has a different well, Pez name. is done. Oh, that has a different name too. Yeah, let's play football oh, manager. Um, no, but I, Tom, I agree. I think like I think we should try to wrap this episode up. But I think there are so I many. There are so many players on the move, out of contract, so many yeah. teams that are in need of a rebuild. So um, it'll be, I mean, I guess this episode almost turned into a summer. Summer transfer summer, rumor, summer, man. Summer hype up. But I think a lot of stuff could happen. Um, there's a lot of transfers and teams, like I just said. that. And people are getting older. We'll be switching around. Like, honestly, like, I was thinking about this. I keep well, seeing those TikToks of, like, the end of an era. The end of an era. <laughs> I mean, like, the World Cup is this year, so... There's going to be a lot of players where this is like their last World Cup, but all the players that we grew up watching are like, these, is, are, their, yeah. these are their last years. It's our like, like Ma- our Messi, pri- Ronaldo, Ramos. Our prime Chiellini. FIFA years was like 12 to like 16, at least mine. That was like when I really played. You don't play FIFA anymore? Not, not really. Honestly. Yeah, no, I, not embarrassingly. I'll get back into it now that it's EAFC. But like that, those are the players that like I really grew up watching is uh, these players that well, are going to That's why I was, really, I was telling you guys, that's why I really like watching um, – Inter because they have all yeah. these crazy players like Alexis Sanchez and Perisic and Vidal, mm-hmm. um, Ogu even yeah. like a lot of like players that are just like exciting to watch. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, or even watching. <laughs> that's why the Europa League is so fun because I watch all these players. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Mario Goetz, or like what? He's <laughs> still playing. That's, fun. that's why I like um, watching Benfica and it's Vertonghen yeah. and Otamendi. <laughs> Otamendi. <laughs> yeah. Some bands are great. Um, alrighty, let's let's wrap it there. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed our Box to Box podcast. Today. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Perfect. Hi, right, peace.